you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and a lifelong Missouri Tigers football and basketball fan. And today's episode of Locked On Mizzou is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. And visit rockauto.com. Tell them Locked On sent you. And on Locked On Mizzou today, we've got a lot to talk about, a lot of basketball and football news to get to, including a slight update on student ticket proceedings and also a major college football program has taken the plunge by becoming the very first college or university to partner with a sports book. Yes, a major betting platform is now partnering up with a major Power 5 conference that, well, Missouri has a heck of a lot of history with, quite frankly. But you know what? First, believe it or not, even though we're smack dab in the middle of football hype, we got to lead with basketball once again because Conzo Martin and his staff have been rather busy. They've now picked up their fifth verbal commitment for the 2021 class. And that man's name is Yaya Kita, or possibly Keita. I don't know. You tell me. But the young man's last name is spelled K-E-I-T-A. So you pronounce that how you will. But the important thing is, is what kind of player we've grabbed here. Well, Kita is from DeSmet, Jesuit High School in St. Louis, Missouri. He's six foot nine, two hundred and twenty-five pounds. I would say he's probably he's probably projects as a center, a five man in this offense. Maybe not a traditional Jeremiah Tillman back to the basket type center, but a center nonetheless. He's ranked as the one hundred and forty-fifth best prospect nationally in the twenty twenty-one class by Rivals.com. Other than Missouri, he had an offer list that included SLU, Missouri State, West Virginia, and notably Iowa and Iowa State. He averaged eight points, nine and a half rebounds as a junior. One point actually had 26 rebounds in a single game. So as those averages might tell you, he's really kind of more of a motor-based player, an effort-type player. In fact, Keita moved from the United States from Mali prior to actually entering high school. Mostly, he was a soccer player. And I think you can see some of that soccer upbringing in his game a little bit. He grew up playing soccer in his native in his native Mali. And according to Yaya, he says, quote, When I came over, I changed to be a basketball player, and it was fun, so I gave myself to it. My freshman year, I did play soccer for DeSmet. I played forward and scored 15 goals, but I stopped after that, and I've just focused on basketball because I love it. Well, first of all, I'm not much of a soccer expert, but 15 goals sounds like a lot, and I certainly have enough respect for the game of soccer to understand that it's the kind of thing that's great for the development of a basketball player, whether they realize it or not. In fact, I think it was New brand new Brooklyn Nets head coach Steve Nash once said when he started first playing basketball in Canada as a kid who grew up playing soccer, he felt like it was almost cheating to be able just the way you could set up your teammates with the pass and that kind of deal. I just think soccer really puts a kid in that kind of mentality, setting up your teammates. And 
while, again, Yaya Kita, to me, not much of a scorer, per se. He doesn't look like – he didn't show a lot of shooting in his huddle highlights. but And he's not much of a low-post player and maybe the Jeremiah Tillman mold either. But what he is is a kid who plays with tremendous effort, tremendous aggression, and toughness. Some of this is according to himself, by the way. Not a lack of confidence, but seriously, he he fits the Conzo Martin mold. This is not a kid who's going to back down from anybody. It doesn't sound or look like to me. But again, back to my soccer point, while the kid isn't much of a scorer, he can handle the ball a little bit and, and pass a little bit in transition too. So I've been begging Missouri to push its tempo a little bit more offensively, try to get more of a transition game going. Well, I think at the five spot, I think you're looking at a kid like like Keita, Keita, however you pronounce it, and he's the perfect fit for that style of transition offense. And frankly, in the half court, if Missouri is going to continue on with its what Conzo is calling a Barcelona-style offense that's very heavy on ball screens and getting ball handlers going toward the rim, well, I think Keita is a good a really good fit there. I think his skill set fits that because he's a fairly explosive athlete, too. He definitely likes to go up, grab a lob, dunk on somebody, that kind of deal. So hopefully he's just a good fit overall and certainly one of the more highly ranked members of this five-man five class at this point. And I do want to break down what Keita's commitment means for the rest of the roster, especially for the twenty. 21-22 season, but first I want to remind you how in love I am with rockauto.com. Because I'll be honest, while everybody tends to want to buy everything online these days, I'm okay with still getting on in my truck and actually going to a store. But man, I tell you, when you go to said store and you can't find what you actually set out to to purchase, well, that kind of derails my entire day and makes me feel like I've wasted a tremendous amount of time. And as a guy with a young child, time is definitely at a premium right now. So how do I get some time back? Well, frankly, you go to rockauto.com for all of your auto parts. That's how you get a bunch of time back. Because at rockauto.com, you can search for literally any make and model you could possibly think of, any part you could possibly think of. Yes, it's all there at rockauto.com, and the best part is you don't even have to sign up for an account there. You can just make a one-time purchase if you'd like. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your vehicle, and be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So once again, just to reset the Missouri basketball roster situation, not for this coming season, but the following season, the 21-22 season, Missouri at this point will have five freshmen, Anton Brookshire, Caleb Brown, Sean Duru-Gordon, Trayvon Brazil, and most recently, yes, Yaya Kita. But believe it or not, Missouri still has one more spot it can potentially use in this class as of today. And frankly, I expect them to do so, but I'd be a little bit surprised, and certainly this is conventional wisdom, but 
I agree with conventional wisdom in this case. I think it'd be a little bit surprising if they took a sixth freshman, just in terms of balancing out classes. Now, when you look forward for this 21-22 season, obviously Missouri's going to lose a ton. A bunch, of, a bunch of seniors this coming season, Mark Smith, Drew Smith, Jeremiah Tillman. There's also been a lot of speculation that perhaps this would be Xavier Pinson's last season on campus as well. So you're looking at, frankly, your seniors are Torrance Watson. Again, this will be for 2021-22. Torrance Watson and Javon Pickett, along with somebody we haven't seen yet, Ed Chang, will be your seniors. Then your juniors would be the Brown brothers. That's a joke, obviously, and a really bad one at that. Kobe Brown and Parker Brown will be your only juniors. And then your one sophomore is a senior, again, a kid we haven't seen yet, in Jordan Wilmore. Did I just call him a senior? I meant sophomore. If I, if I mess that up, I apologize. Sophomore Jordan Wilmore. And here's the thing with Jordan Wilmore. He is a massive human being. I'm talking 7'2", 300 pounds, that kind of size. But from what I've seen from his brief highlights that I've seen, he's not a stiff by any stretch of the imagination. He has some back-to-the-basket ability. But I'm just wondering how good of a fit he's going to be with this team. It seems like it's going to be difficult if Missouri's going to play this again. Barcelona, ball screen heavy style offense are they then going to reconfigure their entire second unit to play through a bigger more lumbering old school post style player like Jordan Wilmore I just I question that fit and frankly I question who he'll be able to guard on the other end of the floor too that would be my worry so I wonder if we'll maybe see Jordan on a bit of a weight loss program sort of similar to Steve Moore back in the day I don't know we'll see but Regardless, as I was pointing out, let's run it back again. We'll, we'll have three seniors. Again, this is two years from now. Three seniors, two juniors, a sophomore, and a whole bunch of freshmen. And frankly, not a ton of high-level returning college basketball experience or production from anybody that I've just listed off. So all the more reason why I think Missouri will – grab a transfer of some sort because and somebody who is probably eligible to play immediately whether that person transfers in now sits out this season whatever it might be or maybe more likely a grad transfer I'm not sure but that team's going to need some help because while I think this team coming up has a chance to be you know a top 40 top 50 type of team for sure at, at the very least maybe even top 25 the cupboard's going to be pretty bare after that. So hopefully, again, this five-man freshman class, I think we've got a nice mix of guys here. I don't know that there's any top-level NBA talent there. In fact, I'm fairly certain there isn't that. But regardless, I like the mix. I like the mix of talent. And frankly, I just like that we're getting more explosive athletically, longer on the wing, and more more just faster, better Better fit at the five with Yaya Kita. And again, the first member of the class, Anton Brookshire, I just like him as a shooter and a scorer. He may be undersized, but 
I like that kid, and I think he's going to be somebody that we enjoy for a long time here at Mizzou. All right, we haven't talked any football yet, so after the break, let's talk about another guy named Yaya, who happens to play offensive tackle, and that Big Five college that's teaming up with a sports book. Well, again, speaking of people named Yaya, Yasir Durant, who is often called Yaya by those closest to him, actually has a new nickname with his new team, the Kansas City Chiefs, who, of course, open up their Super Bowl defense tonight. And that nickname is Mizzou. Apparently, that is what Andy Reid and several others have taken to calling young Yasir Durant. And, well, I got to be honest, I can kind of relate to that because at 24 years of age, well, that's what I was often called, except it was even shorter than that. Down in the trading pits in Chicago, when I first got my trading badge, well, you get three call letters that basically everybody knows you by in the pit. There's too many hundreds and thousands of people down there to know everybody by your name. So naturally, being the massive Mizzou fan that I am, well, I went with Z-O-U. Therefore, everybody in the trading pits called me Zoo. To this day, if you know somebody in the Chicago Board of Trade who may have been there for 10 years or longer, and you, hey, was there a tall guy down there named John Miller? They'll go, no, I have no idea you're talking about. If you say Zoo, they'll probably know who I am. But you know what? That personal story was a bit of a digression. So let's get back to sports, shall we? And, well, the big news, at least to me, if you're a better as I often am, quite frankly, if you're a betting man, is that the Colorado Buffaloes have become the very first college, at least certainly in the Power Five, to partner with an actual sports book. Yes, the Buffs have signed a five-year deal with Points Bet, which is a overseas, originally overseas sports book operation, now building its United States headquarters in Denver. So obviously, geographically, that makes a lot of sense. According to the press release here, Points Bet will have signs placed at the school's football stadium and basketball arena, plus a presence on radio broadcasts and other media. It also includes career development opportunities for Colorado students. Well, interesting. I wonder if those career development opportunities involve collection of said bets, but perhaps I've said too much. Well, all I know is... There have been no terms disclosed on this as far as money goes, but certainly Colorado could use some money, right, considering the Pac-12 has canceled football and basketball until at least January 1st. But you know what? If you're worried about the integrity of college sports, well, I think we're in good hands because fortunately nothing involving the University of Colorado, nothing shady has ever happened involving them. Am I right? Am I right? Huh? Huh? Anybody get the joke? Okay. Well, let's move on. Some more Missouri news. According to Max Baker at the Missourian, the Columbia Missourian, Missouri is holding football tickets currently for students, and they will be available on a single-game basis, a a spokesman told the Missourian. An exact number will be determined when the public sale is complete. Okay, so I've heard I've had a lot of people asking me about student tickets. Well, there you go. There's going to at least be a limited amount of students 
at these games, it sounds like. I'm frankly a little bit surprised. I, I still am confused as how they could possibly divvy up 15,500 some odd season tickets considering that's already not enough to cover the season ticket base. On top of that, we're still going to have some student tickets left over. I don't know. None of the math makes sense to me, but I've got my tickets, and frankly, that's all that matters. Now, as far as updates on tailgating at Mizzou, I frankly still have no idea. The SEC has been all over the map so far. I think Ole Miss is allowing some limited tailgating, but not in the Grove. I'm pretty sure that's closed down. Tennessee is allowing people to essentially tailgate with who you came with, limit it, try to limit it to your 10 by 10 tent behind, directly behind your vehicle. But at LSU, they've decided no tailgating, at least around the stadium, as much as they can actually police, I suppose, will be happening at their home opener. And, well, that's pretty notable because – God knows those LSU people like a good party. So, uh, honestly, I was a little bit surprised, but I guess perhaps Louisiana, New Orleans in general, which isn't too terribly far from Baton Rouge, obviously, been a bit of a hot spot. So, maybe they're just being a little extra cautious. At this point, I'm still kind of assuming that we're going to have Missouri will have more of the Tennessee model for tailgating, but frankly, what do I know? It's all pure speculation at this point. And speaking of pure speculation, well, coming up, despite our utter lack of access to Missouri football camp this year, I'm going to speculate on what the depth charts are going to look like, what our win-loss records are going to be, all that good stuff. And certainly, coming up, we'll have to get the guys from Locked On Bama on the show, a little crossover action, plenty to look forward to the rest of the week unlocked on mizzou and especially next week so please tell a friend subscribe on apple podcasts follow on spotify google podcasts stitcher iHeartRadio. heck just about anywhere you can possibly think of so until next time i'm john miller and this has been locked on mizzou